welcome to Rough Cut Film Review. This is a review of John Carter, which I keep referring to as John Carpenter of Mars because I'm thinking of the Ghost of Mars and I'm thinking of its title before some focus group got hold of it and changed it to just John Carter. So before I begin with my review, which yep, two years old, I appreciate that. It's on Netflix if you fancy watching it. So a big thank you to everyone who's been watching my Raid 2 review, which I admit is a lot more current, but uh, that seems to be going gangbusters at the moment. So thank you very much for that. And please tell your friends about Rough Cut Film Review because, you know, I don't have the lavish budget of Total Film and the like. So uh, it's purely word of mouth and this thing called the internet. So here we go. So anyway, let's move on. John Carter of Mars. So this is Andrew Stanton of Pixar fame, who's been given a large sum of money to make what is essentially his dream project. It's based on a hundred year old story by Edgar Rice Burroughs. And for better or worse, it feels like a sci-fi fantastic story sort of a novella but sadly since then we've had a hundred years of progress in some ways the first thing to mention really is when watching this i suspect a lot of people are going to think of this as a low rent ripoff of star wars uh, which is fairly ironic because george lucas freely admits that he's borrowed heavily from the canon here so what we end up feels rather pillared it feels out of date it feels old-fashioned and it is all of these things unfortunately so it's a 250 million dollar folly is that pounds anyway it's a lot of money that actually has some great actors around the periphery but sadly taylor Kirsch is the charisma vacuum at the centre of Mars and he sinks this project like it was a battleship because he was in battleship. I think it was battleships plural but anyway the joke was great shut up actually it's pretty easy to be mean to you know the pretty boy but in fairness it's very very difficult to have the kind of charisma to pull off the leading man role and that's why there aren't really that many of them I'm thinking of Mel Gibson's your Tom Cruise's well Mel, Mel Gibson before his drunken antics but you know they uh, i suppose they they call it the x factor because you know chiseled jaw alone doesn't cut it which uh, this chap has taylor kitch kitch i can't pronounce it taylor kitch he has the chiseled jaw but you know there's something that ryan gosling seems to do completely effortlessly and without trying although i very much doubt that you know it's not something unfortunately that can be copied it's that star quality or whatever you want to call it plot wise john carter well it's simple but at the same time really rather confusing as well which if you've listened to my reviews previously you'll know i really really like and that's probably the only thing that this film has got in common with surf nazis must die is the fact that the, the plots are simple and yet they're impenetrable Basically, our hero is really sad and upset at the things he has had to do. He's disenfranchised. He was in the Civil War fighting on the the losing side, should we say. And as a consequence, he sort of gets drunk and fiddles around the place a bit. While having a bit of a dust-up, he suddenly sort of comes upon a cave thing which has obviously got a magic gateway to Mars in it. Now, much like the works of uh, Lovecraft, someone of that nature, I love mentioning Lovecraft, as you know, if you were to try and film, for example, The Mountains of Madness after The Thing, which I reviewed recently, watch my review of that, that's fantastic. You definitely, definitely shouldn't miss out on that. It's difficult to go back to these source materials after they've been pillaged because they often seem more simplistic and less interesting. And it does seem terribly unfair, but I'm afraid that's life. So our character gets sucked to Mars, you know, transported to Mars. And whoa, he's on Mars. Look at him go. And uh, he, obviously he can breathe fine, but there's lower atmosphere. Now, a hundred years ago, I imagine the, the prospect of reading something where, wow, he goes to Mars. That's incredible. But tragically, in whatever year it is that we are currently in, we can watch characters getting sucked into hell and not be 
interested in the slightest. So, you know, unfortunately, we are very cynical these days and the prospect of someone going, oh, look at me, I'm on Mars. Oh, wow, look at I can I can jump isn't really that tremendously interesting and particularly when it's done in a really plodding way. So what we have here is really a tedious and poorly imagined war between good and evil and some nefarious non-human-y sort of things, I think they are. So we've got CGI aliens as well, that's sort of everything we hated from the modern Star Wars trilogy. It's got all the elements of a rip-roaring adventure, a sci-fi adventure. It's clearly the source material really did set the template or help set the template for this kind of shenanigans. But I got left with wondering who Stanton thought this film was going to appeal to. I think it's unfair in a certain sense that this was such a disaster financially and lost so much money, whereas Avatar did so well and made an absolute killing because the films are very similar. But that's more of a swipe at the low quality of Avatar than it is praise at the quality here. There really isn't anything in here that I can see would appeal to pretty much anyone. No matter what you're looking for in this film, you can find better examples of it elsewhere. It's fantastical, but it's also really boring. Kind regards, Christopher Thomas.